Hello, hello, hello to all my wonderful partners and friends. We are live today. Hallelujah. I've just been thinking about this song, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Welcome, you sweet, wonderful people of God. I'm so glad you are with me today. And I'm going to just say my hellos. Hello to Moses. Moses, I see on every single day, my dear brother. Hello to Katupali. And hello to uh, Leoi. I hope I'm saying your name right. Listen, I want to say, honestly, thank you all of you for joining me every single day. I see many of you. Your names nearly every day. Hello to James. And hello to Marcia. And hello to B2. And hello to Mida. You know, I've told you before, you all have the most amazing names. Hello to Yaret. Hello to Asamoah. From Ghana, and hello to Sumsaria, and you're coming on quite fast right now, so I'm trying to read the names, but I'm glad you're all coming and watching. Um, hello to Betty and Due. Okay. Hello to my. This is a tough one. Sith Mebile. Sith Mebile. Wow, what a name. I love it. Listen, tell your friends, this is going to be a very, very important teaching today. I've been talking about freedom from oppression. But I want to talk today about how to stay free permanently from oppression. So, permanent freedom from oppression. Because this is very important because we are living... Uh, in a time now when it's so easy to get oppressors by looking around you. I mean, just to see what's, what's happening in the world today and hearing the news and what people say about you and on and on. People can get oppressed very, very, very quickly by just these, these, these things and we can allow things into our lives that we can control. So, anyways, I want to just, someone says, how are you? Uh, man of God from uh, Zimbabwe. Well, I'm doing good, and I thank you for asking. Uh, Derek says, with faith. Uh, okay, Cameroon, beautiful. Please pray for me and my business work. I'll have no house. Wow. Let's just pray for that person. Sumsaria, uh, Lord. I pray right now for Sumsaria that you will bless her work, that you will not let her or him lose their home in the name of Jesus. For your glory and honor, I give you praise, Lord. Amen. Wow. All right, let's just pray right now and believe God. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you're going to show us through your word. Meet the needs of your people today, Lord. I pray every one of them, every cry, Lord, hear every cry. 
answer every request in Jesus' wonderful and blessed name. And God's people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. All right. I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 6 real quickly. Because, you know, we have a a tremendous uh, portion there about the importance. Let's just go Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. And the word of God says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So, the secret to having deliverance that stays, freedom from oppression that stays, what is it? Well, the secret really is given to us, and I'll go back to Ephesians because this is a part of it. I'm going to take you to Psalm 55, because in Psalm 55, David makes an amazing statement. He says, "In let me just read verse 1 and on. It says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, watch this, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. Oppression begins when we allow the voice of the enemy to touch us. And the voice of the enemy comes through the world, people, and so on. And so David says, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, they cast iniquity upon me. How? Through words. And in wrath they hate me. And then he says, my heart is so pain within me. The terrors of death are fallen upon me. Oppression can get so bad that people would wish to die. It's that bad. Fearfulness and tremblings are come upon me. And horror hath overwhelmed me. Now here's David writing in Psalm 55. Where he was oppressed because of the voice against him, or voices against him. But the voice really came from the devil. But the devil uses people and situations and conditions. And then he said this. He said, and he wanted to to escape. He didn't know what to do. So, but here is what he says that I think that is so amazing. Verse 16 gives us the answer. And then he kind of, gives us a little more. He says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. As for me, here's my my responsibility. I will call upon the Lord and he will save me. And then he said, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he, he, he will hear more, he will hear my voice and so on. What is so remarkable is in ne- the next psalm, he, he talks about basically the same thing uh, in verse 1. Be merciful to me, Lord, for men would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. So he talks about op- being oppressed again in Psalm 55 and 56. He says, my enemies would daily swallow me up, and there are many who are fighting me. What time I'm afraid I will trust in you. And then he says something powerful in verse 4. In God, I will praise his word. 
in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. So prayer is mentioned in Psalm 55 as the answer. And the word is mentioned in Psalm 56 verse 4. So in Psalm 55 he talks about how the enemy is oppressing him through the voices of people and his own voice. And he was so overwhelmed he was wanting to die. In Psalm 56, he says, they are daily trying to oppress me. My enemies daily want to swallow me up. And there are many who are fighting me. But he says, Lord, my trust is in you. And he says, in God, I will praise his word. Verse 4. So, what's the answer? Do you remember I just read to you, and we'll we'll go back to it quickly right now, uh, one more time in Ephesians 6. So, Paul gives us, I think, the answer to all this when he says in verse 17 of Ephesians 6, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So what we have from the Psalms and Ephesians is this, that the only way we can resist and fight the enemy And those oppressive voices is two ways. Number one, the word. Number two, prayer. So, if you put the word and prayer together, you come up with one line, intercession. Intercession is the combination of word and prayer. Bang! They come together. That's when intercession is born. Intercession is born when we pray the word. When we pray the word. You like that, don't you, Chad? Yeah, because people don't don't really understand that when the word and prayer join, it becomes intercession. So intercession is the weapon against oppression. Then we'll keep it away for life. So intercession, we, we find, also puts angels... Uh, or it, act, you know, it activates the work of the angelic on, on our behalf. We see that in Psalm 35. In Psalm 35, we have a, an example of intercession where David is praying, and he's praying the word. He says, plead my cause, Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler. Stand up for my help. Draw out the spear. Stop the way against them that persecute me and so on. But then he says something powerful. As as he's interceding, he says, let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. So here we see something powerful. Wow. That as he's interceding, it activates the work of the angelic to protect him. So intercession is absolute key. Intercession touches heaven and attacks hell. I'm going to say it again. Oh, you like that, don't you? Intercession touches heaven and attacks hell. Intercession is the combination of word and prayer. When we take the word of God and use it in prayer, it becomes intercession like a mighty engine. It releases angelic help and attacks hell. And it, it literally breaks and destroys obstacles. 
obstacles are destroyed by intercession. But intercession is very sacrificial. It's prayer warfare. It's shameless persistence. And that only happens when the word and prayer become one. When the word of and prayer become one, because we see it in Psalm 55 and Psalm 56, prayer, uh, you know, David said, I'll call upon the Lord, then I will praise his word. Wham, combination. Man, tremendous power is released, and now intercession begins. And intercession is sacrificial. It's prayer warfare, shameless persistence. Intercession delivers us. In Jeremiah 31, it talks about this. It's so powerful. It delivers us from the land of the enemy. You know, the land of the enemy, that's where we have people who are oppressed, possessed, and all the rest of it. But deliverance comes from the land of the enemy when we intercede. It says, Thus saith the Lord, I'm reading Jeremiah 31, 16, Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, says the Lord and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. Wow. So intercession is so powerful because in it also is amazing protection. You know, God protects intercessors, but, you know, we've heard all kinds of things about intercession. Some of it is not even biblical, sadly to say. But intercession is just simply when we pray the word. The word and prayer become one. It says, And the Lord said unto him, uh, Ezekiel 9, 4, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem. Set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry. So, when people intercede, there's protection on them. God will, will protect them tremendously. And <clears throat> intercession, by the way, in Ezekiel 22, there's a powerful verse about that. Let's go, and I hope I'm not going too fast here. Ezekiel 22 and verse 30. Oh, I love this one. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the camp before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. That I should not destroy it. So intercession cancels destruction. Not only does it cancel uh, oppression. It cancels destruction. So, I believe intercession is the most perfect form of prayer. Intercession is the most perfect form of prayer. You know, um, a lot of you sweet people and I see so many of you right now on, so precious to watch. But a lot of you may have experienced intercession at some point in your life. I like to read the Word every day. In fact, I love reading the Word every day. And I do it every day. And at one point, the Word gets in my being, and I make it a prayer. That is intercession. And that's the only thing that keeps me free from whatever can come against me. And I, I, I learned that years ago when I noticed how what is written in the Word becomes me. 
becomes my prayer, becomes my longing. Like, you know, you're reading, let's say, about God dealing with Israel or Moses or Elijah or Elisha or, you know, so much in the Word of God where God is dealing with someone or talking to someone or saying something about Israel and so forth. You make that your own desire, your own prayer. And suddenly it's like becomes a part of you. So not only is God giving a word to Moses or Elijah, now he's giving it to you too. And you begin to call on him for that same thing to happen in your life. Or you read the Psalms. The Psalms, in my opinion, are the greatest treasure of prayer. I pray the Psalms a lot. I make them my prayers. Because, I mean, how long can you go with your list, you know? How, how long can you go with praying for things you need? If you pray the Psalms, oh, it's nothing like it. I was, I was telling Chad a little while ago, a few days ago, how sometimes when I'm reading the Psalms, one portion just becomes life to me, and I pray it over and over and over and over. And the presence of God settles on that beautiful portion of the Word. You know, we read the Bible like you know, Genesis through Revelation gives us a lot of revelation truth. But Psalms gives us prayer truth. In addition to revelation in addition to revelation truth in the Psalms, we receive prayer truth because the Psalms are prayers of the Lord Himself. Think about this that you can pray the prayers of Jesus in your own life. Isn't that awesome? That his prayer becomes your prayer. Think about the power of that. Because most of the Psalms are prayers of the Lord himself. David was writing under inspiration. So when you read the Psalms, it's not prayers of David only. It's prayers of the Messiah that he was prophesying. So make that your prayer and watch what God will do with it. It's really powerful. So... I think it's time for us to to uh, break and reverse the curse through intercession. Because we can reverse the curse. I'm telling you, we can reverse the curse of intercession very quickly when we pray the Psalms. Because the Psalms is full of the Word. It is the Word, but it's also full of the promises of God. And David is praying the Word too, by the way. Like he says, according to your Word, do this according to, to your Word many, many times on the Psalms. Quicken me according to your word. Open down mine eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. So it's always you see in the Psalms. It's all about the word and what God has promised. And these are prayers of the Lord Jesus naturally because he prayed the word. So we, we, we can reverse the curse when we no longer will yield to sin. But that's not possible without doing what, what, I'm, what, I'm, talk, you know, what I'm talking to you about right now is intercession. Know ye not to whom, Romans 6.16, you yield yourselves servants to obey his servants, you are to whom you obey, whether of sin to death or obedience unto righteousness. So we can literally begin to yield to the Lord and see the blessedness mentioned to us in 2 Corinthians 10. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10 and let's look at verse 3. And I think you all know it by heart, I'm sure. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, the word and prayer, are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against 
the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought that includes oppression, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Wow. So we can bring all that under subjection and reverse the curse. It says so. We have weapons, mighty through God. What are the weapons? Word, prayer. I hope, I hope you're really catching this. When you use the word and prayer, then you're able to receive what Jesus gave us, what the Lord Jesus gave us in Luke 10. In Luke 10, verse 19, he said this to us. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread serpents, scorpions, all and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means touch you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Now, First Peter, First Peter, and, and I'm, I just gave you the secret, word and prayer become intercession. First Peter 5, Peter says, let's go to it one more time, I just, all right, First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy, the devil, as a, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist. You resist. How? I've told you. Word and prayer. Whom you resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So, we can resist the enemy. We have the weapons of our warfare, our mighty. We just read it in Second Corinthians. So you and I can resist the enemy if we do exactly what the Bible tells us, which I'm sharing today. And you all know James 4, 7, right? Submit to God, yep, submit to God, and the devil will flee. So 7 and 8, James 4, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Wonderful Jesus. Draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you and so forth. But if you submit to the Lord, word and prayer, I'm giving it to you all over again because this is the key that I found in my life and through the word. And remember, I found that reading Psalms. Psalm 55, 56, David is fighting oppression. In one place he says, I'll call upon you, that's my answer. In the other Psalm, I praise your word. So, that becomes intercession and when it does, it will protect you from going into deeper bondage. Because the next thing is obsession. And the next thing is possession. So oppression, obsession, possession. We don't want that. We don't want that. Yeah, David himself experienced oppression. But he knew what to do not to get any deeper in bondage. So Let's just pray right now. Father, come on, stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching my hands and my heart towards you in faith. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, now to perform a miracle in the lives of your people. First of all, Lord, anyone who is in any way, shape, or form oppressed, set them free, Lord. I believe now for their deliverance. We agree now deliverance will come their way and they will find peace, joy, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Bring them into that blessedness of freedom. 
your word says where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom liberty bring them there Lord in Jesus name and then Lord put that amazing desire in them Holy Spirit desire in them to know your word and to pray your word that when they intercede not only will they be free but they'll stay free in Jesus holy name Amen Amen and Amen now saints listen I'm gonna I'm gonna lay my hands on this phone because uh, your names are coming on and Lord I pray in Jesus name for every one of them every one of them for your glory um, chat for some reason I'm not seeing seeing the names anymore you you mind just coming back and fixing this for me so I can see their names here okay I want to pray over your names okay here they are thank you all right a lot of you are, are actually still coming on Lord I stretch my hand towards every name Leo and Gunda and Robert and Diane and Vion and, and Lord every one of them Lord I stretch my hands and I pray in your holy name that you'll you'll grant that mighty desire in them freedom 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 in the name of Jesus and God's people said amen and amen and amen now join me tomorrow for the healing service it's going to be powerful but it's time to give now to the Lord's work you know I, I, I ask you daily to give because number one it's God's command it's God's command Jesus said give Give means it's a command. And in the Old Testament, the Lord very clearly said, none will, will appear before me empty. It's a command. It's honoring the Lord. You know, we honor the Lord with our service, with our worship, and so much more. We honor Him also with our giving. It says, honor the Lord with your substance. Honor Him with your substance. Honor is love. And love is honor. And I also ask you to give because it's for your benefit. It's for your future. So God will bless you. So God will honor you. So when you honor him, he honors you. When you obey him, he blesses you. So they'll spend their days in prosperity, it says, if they obey. Those who obey. Job thirty-six eleven. So, and number three, I also ask you to give because it will protect your future. It'll protect your future. So number one, God commands us to give. Number two, it honors him when we give. We declare our love and honor towards him. And number three, our future is protected. Now, the future of the world is not going to be a pleasant one. There's a lot of fear out there. But you can have pure security in God. You can have assurance in the Lord that you will never lack in the future when things are really bad. They're not just bad now. They're going to get a lot better or worse later. But we that believe the Bible know our day is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Our future is greater than our past. And as you give, you literally protect your future. And your future financially becomes greater than your past. So Lord... We agree that our future 
is greater than our past, brighter than our past, more glorious than our past. In Jesus' holy name for you, declare that in your word. Amen and amen. All right, now you can give to the Lord's work by just going on the platform you're watching me on or simply by going to our website, benihim.org, or simply by texting right on your phone, BHM45777. And if you want to send a donation through the mail, the address is on the screen for you too. All right, thank you again for giving and loving. Join me tomorrow, and I pray you really were blessed today by the Word and you learned from the Word. So join me tomorrow for our magnificent, glorious healing service. We're going to have a big audience tomorrow. It's, it's actually packed already. It's been packed the last three days. So, and we're going to go to a bigger place soon in Orlando, God willing. And now they're talking about expanding where we are too. So we, we could go up to a thousand people in the audience. Can you imagine that? One thousand people. So you can come and be a part. Right now it's only about 150 to 200 seats in that, in that studio. But soon it will be a lot bigger. But please watch tomorrow, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Much love to you. And remember, greater is he who is in you, hallelujah, than he that's in the world. Jesus is Lord. Love you. See you tomorrow.